All right, man. Welcome to the introduction for Crow 777 Radio, episode 144. Jason Lindgren is joining me today, and Mr. Matt Landman is back, uh, one of the hardest working activists that we have seen or ever met. We will be covering things like the 5G network. We'll be getting updates on that. We'll be talking about some of the legal practices around it, uh, immediate concerns. And actually, Matt Landman is launching a line of clothing, which is meant to protect the wearer from wireless signals. We will talk a little bit about geoengineering and many other things. Don't forget to join us in the second hour because hour one has become so censored on YouTube as to almost make posting anything here meaningless. There it is, man. Let's jump in with Jason and Matt for episode 144. Cheers. All right, man. Welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 144. I have Jason Lingren with me. And in a moment here, we are going to have Mr. Matt Landman back to catch up on things like chemtrails and 5G networks, uh, certainly soon to impact an area near you soon if things remain on track. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. Well, hello, and I understand you're having some very nasty cold right now. Yeah, it's brutal. I poked my head out to see the lunar eclipse last night, and at the time it was like plummeting through the 20s. It's about 6 degrees outside. They're claiming the wind chill is negative 20, so definitely some uh, unusual weather going on here. That is neither fun nor exciting. No, it's brutal, man. You can only be out there for a couple minutes, at least me. I don't know if I grew up in this weather. Maybe I'd deal with it better. But what do we have for the intro before we get Matt in here? Well, I did take a couple shots of the eclipse last night. I saw how uh, beautiful and red it was. That was cool. If they came out well on my Canon, I'll, uh, maybe I'll post them or something like that. But I don't know what you've done, but this past week I was on Iron Realm Media the Friday before last, and that's now posted on their YouTube channel. It was kind of like an impromptu chat. I called in on my cell phone, so it doesn't sound like how I usually do. I was driving at the time, but I was very happy to do it, and I was on with them for quite a while discussing the film and you and what we do together and all that good stuff. And then also another part of the interview I did with Travis from... The Plain Truth, Red Hen Productions, is also up. So if anybody's looking to hear me yippity-yap about stuff, that's out there for free. Right, man. The guys from Iron Realm Media are always so kind. Um, I've done a few shows with them. I haven't been on in a while. The only thing I've done is I, I stopped into Sun and Moon Family United. They asked me on from time to time. I did a really short thing, so not much. Um, other than that, before we get in, you still have a GoFundMe page up for the film, which is being aimed at being released, Shoot the Moon, for this spring, shortly after the spring equinox. Anything else before we get Matt in here? I think we're good. The film is coming along nicely. I'm at the stage now where we're just putting extras in. The film itself as a whole, I would say, is done. Now it's just the polishing stage and adding in any little bits of B-roll and extra shots and things. So the film is really together, and the GoFundMe is still up. We're at about $5,600 out of the $19,600 we are going for. So still a long way away, but I'm very, very grateful to everyone who has given so far, and hopefully we can keep this up. Yeah, we'll see where it goes, Jason. It's been a little slow, but at the end of the day, I, I hate the whole funding side of things that gets to be required, but the fact is, it's tough to do anything without it. Um, anyhow, are we ready to jump here? Oh, I think so. All right, man. Hey, welcome, Matt Landman. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on again. Good to have you. How long has it been? We had you on. When, when was the last time we had you on? Uh, about six months ago, we did a Now We're Cooking 5G show. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that time. I, I, I have to be careful with my titling now because everything I put up on YouTube gets censored. Um, so I'm always trying to, to fool the AI, which is getting to be near impossible. But anyhow, Jason, go ahead. Lead us in. 
Well, Matt, you have been very, very busy. I think we can start off with let's do a chemtrails update and the conference that you did last year. Wow! Yes, chemtrails update. Well,、um, I was reminiscing last night, thinking about the first show that we did, and then again we had a show June 2017 where I gave out the password in the second hour for the release of my film Frankenskies. Which, if you haven't seen the film Frankenskies, please, please, please. I know a lot of listeners think that they know everything about chemtrails and what have you, but there's still a lot to learn, and there's some empowerment. And then after you've seen the movie, you're so inspired that you want to pass it on. Frankenskiesthemovie.com. So in the chemtrail space, the film is getting around. I just had a screening in Fort Collins, Colorado. Just had a screening in Connecticut, and yes, just well last May had a conference. In Tucson, Arizona. So the conference in Tucson was focused on bringing attention to the SCOPX experiment led by David Keith. So there's all these different experiments at the same time through the CIA, through NASA, through different government agencies, all revolving around the stratosphere and spraying stuff in the stratosphere to convince the public that we need to spray the skies to protect us from global warming. From the global warming hoax in this problem-reaction-solution scenario, where the real problem is the geoengineering at hand that's been ongoing for quite some time. So the SCOPX is stratospheric controlled perturbation experiment, and this is an experiment being conducted by David W. Keith, who's the primary solar geoengineer, with his funding from Bill Gates, and David Keith is leading the way. This Harvard professor. So his experiment is to spray from a high-tech balloon, with the help of Worldview Enterprises out of Tucson, Arizona. They're using these, this balloon network that's actually tethered to other balloons, very high in the stratosphere, to spray different chemicals to see which chemicals work best to dim our skies. Reminiscent, totally reminds me of chemtrails, but now it's being normalized, and we are being conditioned. To seeing this as a good thing, to accepting it as normal and something that we need. So the media has been running with this idea, this concept, and saying that this experiment is now going to happen this spring, 2019. And so I had the conference in Tucson where the experiment is going to happen, and it was a huge success. People came from all over the world, and we packed the house at the theater at the University of Arizona, and it was. It was quite, it was quite entertaining. Actually, there was some people sent to interfere with the conference. The police came, and I had a protest and a concert the next day. And that was that in May, and that's in the history books. We had our time to stand up and say that we do not consent to this experiment as it unfolds. So there it was in the history of the timeline. We did that. Just like in June 2017, Frankenstein came out, and if you watch Frankenstein, it starts off in the 1920, and it gets you up to date till June 2017. So at the time, I didn't know what I was doing, but in retrospect, I look back on it, and that was a literal timestamp in history, showing the world where we're at with chemtrails, with geoengineering at that time, showing the world. What was going on then? Now that they're normalizing it and saying that they're going to be doing it in the future, we'll go back and watch the film and see what they were doing up to date in 2017 to see the timeline that we're on, to see where we're going, 
to see that the lines in the sky that we've been seeing for decades aren't really a new thing. So in the chemtrail space, we've got the normalization agenda, which if you read the newspaper or see any of this news coming out, the geoengineering scenario is being put to the forefront of the news saying that this is our solution to the warming of the planet. And it's, it's just part of that Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution. I really encourage people to watch the 2007 documentary, The Great Global Warming Swindle. Okay, and I'll pass this over to you all in a second, but I was thinking about all of this. Like, how could they possibly get away with this? How could we be so controlled? And I was reminded of Edward Bernays. Okay, Edward Bernays was the nephew of Freud. I'm sure a lot of people know about him. And I have a quote here right in front of me. It says, in some departments of our daily lives in which we imagine ourselves free agents, we are ruled by dictators exercising great power. Basically, we think that we're free agents in life, making our own decisions, coming up with our own opinions, but we're being controlled through the media, through the programming, through all these external forces to control the way we perceive reality. And the masses are being steered toward this collective opinion that the lines in the sky are for our benefit, that we need 5G cell towers on every street corner, and that we need a dim sky to save us from a heating planet. Well, if you really research ionosphere heaters and HARP and you see the, 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 how it unfolds when they spray and then the ripples in the sky come, that's the sky being zapped with very high heat electromagnetic frequencies from ground-based ionospheric heating stations. The atmosphere is being heated with aerosol deployments, which is causing heat waves, which is causing climate change. Okay, and then they say, oh, wait, look, these fires, oh, wait, look, the heating of the planet, we need to dim your skies. Okay, it's all being programmed to wrap us up into this full-spectrum dominance control. I've rambled long enough. So that's the chemtrail space for now. And, yeah, we've got 5G rolling out, and I've got a new movie, and I'd love to talk about the clothing line that I'm releasing as well. So, Matt, we're going to get to these things, but I want to touch on a couple things, but I'll make a comment first. Um, What I noticed here in Rhode Island, where I am, um, back in 2016, uh, the lines in the sky pummeled us nearly every day. Uh, Now we don't see it every day, but every time there is about to be a weather and pattern shift, we see the lines show up in the sky. Uh, This winter, we've had, I, I mean, there has been some sprinkling of snow, but for the most part, we have had zero snow. And I've said from the outset, that this idea that that there was no snow this winter is going to be tied to this supposed nonsense of global warming. But I wanted to back up a minute and ask you, um, how were you received at the university when you put on your symposium? And who the heck were the people that were sent in to disrupt you? Well, I will never host another conference at another university because as this agenda unfolds, I'm realizing a lot of university funding comes from the powers that be that are behind the geoengineering program. The University of Arizona, for instance, has a master's degree in geoengineering, and a lot of the agenda as it unfolds is coming out of Arizona with affiliates to the school. So when I first showed up to the conference that I was hosting, this global third annual conference that I devoted my life to, moved down to Arizona to host this conference, and I mean, I do everything I possibly can to fill those seats, to bring the light to the people, to bring the truth to people before the truth is completely, you know, before all the books have been burned, essentially. 
Um, and as I got there, and in my contract, it said that I was going to have a live stream. I had hired Southern Arizona Video to come stream the video live. I have uh, the website, StopGeoengineeringTucson.com, to stream the video live. And I had thousands of people globally looking forward to watching the live stream. Well, the university wouldn't give us Internet access. All they had to do was, was, was show us where the plug was for the Ethernet. They have hosted thousands of events in this conference hall, in this theater, and they've streamed it before. Southern Arizona Video, who was there to stream the video for me, they've streamed live there before. The university would not give me a live stream. So that was one thing that was a huge headache, and we had to go and for $300 an hour get a machine, a piece of equipment that can connect to satellites or high-altitude balloons or whatever you want to call them to connect us to the Internet to stream the event live, but we didn't get the live stream up for an hour and a half after the conference was supposed to start. So that in and of itself was a huge stressor, was a huge headache. Then who, who sent the person to come interrupt my speech to uh, yell and scream and interfere with the conference, this provocateur, um, I would imagine it was someone affiliated with, with David W. Keith and Bill Gates and, and these characters that are behind all of this. This is the most intense opposition in real life. I've dealt with trolls. I've dealt with weird threats from these people I've never witnessed, and I could care less. You know, I know the closer I get to the truth and the more people I wake up, the more flack I'm going to see from the haters. You know, what are you going to do? But this, this guy, he came and he made a huge scene and he refused to leave. And it got to the point that I had to call the police. And, oh, wow, should I tell this story? So the, the, the real story here is that I got so upset telling him to leave. He had bumped his way to the front, bumping old ladies out of the way, screaming that I was a global show, waving his arms in the air, tried to interrupt me while I was speaking, giving my heartfelt presentation. And when, when it was all said and done and he wouldn't leave, he was getting in my face, waving this big empty styrofoam cup. And I, in defense, put up my hand and whacked this empty styrofoam cup out of his hand. Okay. When the police came, they arrested me for assault. <laughs> okay, so I'm in the midst of hosting this third conference to try to save the world, to bring the world the truth that the sun is going to be blocked through this entire diabolical scheme. And in the midst of it, the police come because I called them because this man would not stop interrupting my conference, and he says he's pressing charges for assault. Well, at the end of the day, after all was said and done, months later and after getting an attorney and everything, the, the charges got dropped because there was no charges. You know, I worked really hard to get his charges dropped. He was disturbing the peace. But, yeah, that story ended up being a big nightmare for me, and it, it's questioning how much flack I'm going to see at future events and how I want to organize future events. Maybe there'll be invitation only and what have you. But definitely, in retrospect, after really analyzing and processing it, this guy was sent, okay, the the demeanor he had and the way that he just wouldn't leave, okay, after he'd interrupted it all and I took everyone on a break and everyone left, he still was there standing screaming, would not leave the auditorium. You know, even when I told him the police were coming, which was super frustrating. And then there was this, I was so frantic with, with potentially some sort of frequency, I really could not get myself grounded until 
until the end of the day when the music started, when the band came on, I had a musician from Reno come in. But yeah, definitely a lot of forces want to take control of our sun and dim our skies to have complete and total control of, of who gets sunlight, who gets rain, who gets to see blue skies, and who does not. So, you know, I'll, I'll put this on the record. Shame on you, Arizona. Shame. Freedom of expression, freedom of thought, freedom of speech are natural-born human rights, and we know we have seen where the universities have headed, and this story just kind of backs it up. You know, there used to be an idea in the United States that there was a thing called the Fourth Estate. The idea there was that the media would always be the watchdogs over the power centers of this country, which we now know is wholesale nonsense. But I will suggest this idea. People like Matt Landman, like myself, like Jason, we're making what I would call the fifth estate. And that's the people. The people who recognize the nonsense that's going on in our world and are standing up to talk about it and to take issue with these things that are oh so unhelpful. Um, so people should keep in mind that when nonsense like this goes down, in essence, what's happened is the first three estates, if you want to call them that, are co-opted. That's our governments. The fourth estate, which was once the media, is now owned by a couple of global conglomerates now. Global being the wrong word there. Um, so what we have left is basically the people, and I kind of view that as the fifth estate. But Jason... Uh, we're getting into the hour a little bit. We should probably cover Matt Landman's uh, clothing line that's that's made to protect people from uh, 5G. That sounds like a great idea. Matt, you've come up with an idea to help repel 5G waves since they're going to be hypothetically on every block broadcasting at us so that you can walk down the street watching the new crappy Star Wars movie on your phone. Why don't you uh, give us a rundown on that? And thanks. Thanks, Pro, and thanks, Jason. And yeah, I wanted to touch on what Crow just said about what me, myself, other activists, Crow and Jason with the show and what we're doing here. And I want to encourage people to get off the sidelines. This mentality of someone else will do it and someone else will represent us and this, this victimhood, all right? There's a victimhood mentality that's based in fear, okay? Truth is a high vibration and the victimhood mentality, which is a loop that is stuck in the frequency of fear, is where the majority of the population is living. They, 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 the people that wake up, that know the truth, they're afraid to share it with their peers, okay? Do not care what your peers think. Actually, if you bring the truth up to the right people and learn that they're actually resonating in that truth, you can come to a much higher vibration with those people and have a much more intellectual, much more amazing conversation, actually find your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. So really, like, I want people to be inspired and not just think that someone else is going to take care of it, okay? It's baby steps towards big outcomes. And the mentality that someone else will do it is, is not okay. If you have the truth, you can spread it to the next person who can carry that torch alive for the next generation, all right? And once we step out of that victimhood mentality, we can learn how to be proactive, all right? So, for instance, when I start, first started hearing about 5G and smart meters, well, I actually lived a couple feet away from a smart meter. I had no idea what was going on for a few months. And once I finally realized it and dropped the idea that I was under attack by some some crazy satellite or something, I realized there was a smart meter on the other side of my bedroom wall, which was interrupting my sleep, 
which is totally messing with my circadian rhythm and, and all these things. These microwave frequencies that we're exposed to through cell towers, through smart meters, and even through smartphones and Wi-Fi routers and even Bluetooth, they have a cumulative effect. And they, this radiation, this non-ionizing radiation, it does have impact. People that wear their cell phone in their bra, they're getting cell phone square tumors, okay, that fit the exact imprint of the phone right where the phone is in their bra on their breast, okay? Breast cancer is a real thing. These tumors in your head where your phone is usually next to your ear, all right? We can protect ourselves, all right? So I started doing a lot of research because once I learned about 5G and seeing the infrastructure build up of 5G in Sacramento, for instance, and learning of the 5G rollout and that they want to have a small cell tower on every street corner and even incorporated in this Internet of Things into people's phones, I realized that this toxic soup of electromagnetic frequency, RF, radio frequency, radiation, is going to be unavoidable, all right? And as an activist, I wanted to create a way where we could protect ourselves through the knowledge in a peaceful, harmonious way, all right? Especially for the next generation, especially for the children, especially for pregnant women. So I'm creating this clothing line, and I've yet to trademark the name of the company, which I'm actually really excited about, getting it all together right now. Evidently, you can deflect these invisible microwave frequency waves. You can deflect them by wearing armor. Literally, you're wearing armor. So you can line your clothes with copper or silver or nickel or stainless steel. So first I started off lining my clothes with copper, and I made a few prototypes, the local seamstress. And the copper material was amazing, but evidently you can't wash it, all right? The fluoride and the chlorine in the water totally messes up the copper, so I started lining things, lining things with silver uh, material, silver fabric. Silver is just the same. Um, it gets messed up in the water, but it, it's definitely more durable, so I'm going to have part of my line with these silver hoodies, silver blankets for newborn children, and I'm evolving to make this clothing out of stainless steel, cotton, polyester blend, and it's all coming together, and I really do need some help, though. I wish I could do this all on my own, so today, this morning, I've launched a GoFundMe. If you'd like to help, there will be incentives. I'm going to be giving out cell phone cases lined with copper to reduce the level of radiation coming off your cell phone, and then inevitably, I'll be putting out my first uh, refractive hoodie, okay? and then a T-shirt, and then men's underwear, and then, I mean, it's just all going to roll out, and I'm going to have an EMF, RF, radiation, protective clothing line. And it's going to be stylish. It's going to be huge. It's going to be amazing. If you want the opportunity to please help, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash protection clothing. GoFundMe.com slash protection clothing. And I'll incentivize it and have donations of a certain size. We'll get... A, a gift such as the copper-lined um, cell phone case, and even some donations will be first in line to get the first clothing, and you'll help with the launch of the website, with the branding, with the prototyping, with the trademarking. I'm going to set it up as a nonprofit so that all of the money that I make is going to get looped right back into activism. I have been trying so hard to figure out a way to create cash flow to put back into the activism space because every year I'm just struggling to try to put on a global annual geoengineering chemtrail conference, all right? How am I supposed to do all this on my own? Well, I'm going to create 
a company that brings the light forward, the truth to the people by introducing this concept into the consciousness, other companies will step in and copy me. No big deal. I just want the light to be shining. And then we'll protect the children. The next generation will be able to have kids. And we can actually, you know, bring the truth forward for the next generation instead of having this depopulation agenda rear its ugly head right in front of us. So let's uh, let's put a little frame of reference around the idea of the clothing and correct me if I get it wrong. So we're basically talking uh, about like a Faraday cage idea, I think. And I'll hand it back to you in a second. Um, people can go online and look up the idea of a Faraday cage um, and how it keeps radio transmissions and signals um, out. But I've got to ask, Matt, these are millimeter waves. I was a radio operator in the Marine Corps. Uh, millimeter waves are tiny. Does this mean that the threads have to be very tightly together, or, or, or is that not the case? Uh, yes, the, the threads are very tightly together. And because of the metal that's in the threads, the microwaves bounce off of it. Now, if you want to have a Faraday cage, you have to have that grounded. And we can't necessarily tether our clothing to the ground as we walk around ah. so there isn't that grounding but the experiments that i've done and the research that i've shown i came to find out that in the country of china when you are pregnant you are required by law supposedly according to the research that i found you are required by law to wear this microwave protective um, apron because the chinese socialist government they don't want people to be born with autism because of the cell phone radiation so there's a lot of no in other countries, but here in the United States, just like I read that quote, you know, the quote says that basically our perceptions, our, the way we perceive things, our opinions are shaped. Well, our opinions have been shaped by the telecom industry, by the media, by the controlled opposition, paid by the telecom industry to, to not think that any of this is harmful. None of it is harmful just like how the big pharma and everything and the fluoride and GMO and vaccines, all these, all these different sections of the military industrial complex or whatever you want to call them, they have their cooperatives. They have their controlled opposition, their media, their, their civil society actors. Well, so does the telecom industry. And we've been convinced that this technology is completely harmless. Well, it's not. The quote you lifted was from Bernays. Jason and I did an extensive episode on Edward Bernays, the double nephew of Sigmund Freud, by the way, as you mentioned. And we almost at the time had said, I'm not sure we could ever find another human being uh, that had done more to change uh, Western culture. Um, Jason, do you have any idea what episode number that is? No, but I could find out for us really quick here. All right. Um, I wanted to put that out there because it was an important association you made there. And knowing something about Bernays uh, feeds directly into what we're talking about. You know, so many people act like these things are not true. And what it comes down to is they don't want to believe that things are not nightly, nicely tied in a bow and, uh, you know, living this, this imaginary life, I guess, is the way I'd put it. But that would be episode 78. 78. So episode 78 on Crow 777 Radio covers Bernays, and it feeds in directly about how these things that we're talking about get implemented. But Matt, do you want to jump into where we are currently with 5G in the country? Uh, yes, definitely. So there has been a rollout of 5G complete implementation in a handful of cities. 
um, one of them being Sacramento. I don't have the list in front of me. Arizona will be the first state to go statewide by the end of 2020, is what the telecom industry is claiming. So the Trump wants to push the rollout full speed ahead, all right? And the telecom industry and the government, they're hand in hand. Essentially, the EPA, um, they stopped being the ones in charge of deciding if non-ionizing radiation from cell phone towers and cell phones, they had claimed that there was harm, and because of their studies, the job of, of oversight was passed over to the FCC, okay? Now the FCC only claims that non-ionizing radiation is going to be harmful if it heats, all right? Nothing about the cumulative effects or anything like that. They're only testing mannequins with water in their head and seeing if the water heats up. So as this technology is rolled out, we won't see the impacts until unbiased research comes out, and we won't see all that until a lot of harmful human health impacts. Let me jump in here. There's other countries yep. that have already put forth uh, the damage that millimeter waves can do. But uh, if I'm not mistaken here, Matt, there were actually laws passed directly in bed with telecom that say things like you cannot sue a telecom even if your health has been adversely affected. Do you know anything about that? So as they roll this out, it's, they roll out these towers from state to state, city to city, county to county, and people who are in the know, they're standing up and speaking up at their town council hearings. And in the town council hearings, the, the, the cities are saying, well, our hands are tied. The only reason why they cannot have a cell tower go in your neighborhood is if it impacts property values. And there is a caveat in the FCC legislation that says that we cannot consider human health impacts. That is correct. But if you look at it, human health impacts, once they're discovered and people can't live in the houses because there's giant cell towers around, that will impact property values eventually. So there's kind of a catch-22 there. But, yeah, no, they're not allowed to consider human health impacts. And, yes, France, for instance, or even if you look at the studies out of um, Russia or all over Europe, for that matter, or even China, basically every single modern country except for the United States has studied and concluded that non-ionizing radiation from smart meters, cell towers, Wi-Fi routers, etc., are harmful to human health. It's the United States that's, that's completely lagging, and considering that they're rolling it out with, with Tom Wheeler, the head of the FCC, saying things like, do not get in our way, we are not going to, tell, we are not going to test the health and safety of this, it seems like something that's going to be on our doorstep in no time. Well, let me let me jump in here, Matt. Two things I would bring up. Um, first of all, the idea that someone can make a law that says your health no longer matters to me is ludicrous and ridiculous. And to me, that is the definition of an illegal law. But to get back to the point here, anyone can go online, and I've forgotten what the device is called. It's a military device where it's like a Humvee with a big dish on it um, for crowd control. They call them pain waves. Those are millimeter waves. So on the face of it, we can already show that in the real world, there are devices out there called pain waves used to control crowds uh, and inflict basically a weaponized signal at people, which are millimeter waves, which in fact is what we're talking about with 5G. But anyhow, back to you. So that's called the active denial system, ADS. 
And through the military, that's where this one millimeter size wave was created. So one millimeter is essentially the width of a penny, okay? And we have yet to have technology of that grade. The frequencies that we're interacting with nowadays, like we talked about on the last show where I discussed 5G, these frequencies that are invisible are quite large, and they don't interact with our DNA. They don't interact with our biorhythm, with our circadian rhythm. One simple, very simple thing to get across. The one millimeter wave, okay, if tweaked to the right size, it, yes, it can burn your skin. But if it's, if it's just heating or impacting the subdermal layer right below your skin and you can't necessarily feel it, it does tell your body that it's high noon, okay? This one millimeter wave is so close to sunlight that your body interprets it as sunlight, all right? So there's, there's a study of the National Institute of Health, and I've gone over this, and I'll go over this 100 times through. This study shows that there is the statistical anomaly with utility workers working on cell phone towers, and it was actually an, an incredibly high percentage. 10% of the random populist study, 10% of the, of the workers working on utility towers they were committing suicide. And the National Institute of Health studied them and studied the towers and the microwave frequencies and realized that these people's circadian rhythms were being so disrupted that their bodies thought that it was high noon all the time. And your circadian rhythm, what it does is it goes through this daily process where the, the sun rising and the sun setting, it makes different chemicals in your brain get produced. So the melatonin, the serotonin, the dopamine, all these things that are on a regular schedule, if you're around these millimeter waves all the time, your body thinks it's noon all the time and it doesn't have that time to release these chemicals such as dopamine and serotonin, the things that make you happy, and you get super depressed, you get super suicidal, and if you're a utility worker working on these machines all the time, you get so depressed that you end up offing yourself. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, to, to tie the two things we've opened up with here, you've got people out there demonstrably dimming sunlight in the sky. And what you've just laid down here is that millimeter waves can be interpreted as if they were sunlight by the human body. Uh, so the body gets fooled into thinking that the sun's at its high point all day long. Um, that almost sounds to me like a perfect one-to-one -one match with the natural world being placed by a synthetic man-made reality. Exactly. And if we can't finally come together and unify under the fact that our complete biological system is being hijacked along with our natural systems of the sky and weather, we're essentially losing our ability to speak our truth. What I see all this as is it's a, it's a total opportunity if we're willing to accept it. We can step out of fear, come into truth, honor that truth, and see this as an opportunity for unity, all right? People all are together under one umbrella, and the goal is to completely divide us. The recent administration especially, it's, the goal is to divide us. And once we become completely divided, we can be ruled over. But we all breathe the same air. We all need sunshine. We all are impacted by microwave radiation on our street corners. And we all need to have a voice in showing that we care and honor the future, we honor the truth, by speaking our truth. It's just that simple. 
So look at this as an opportunity. Step out of fear and have no fear is, is all I can really say. You know, you bring up a key point. Let's talk about it for a minute. Divisiveness. Divisiveness plays into control mechanism in ways far beyond what you've described. But even on my own YouTube channel, um, you can see the programming, how people come to comment and their state of mind is basically, if I don't agree with you, we can't be friends and them's fighting words. But it gets worse. And I'm glad you pointed out why we got a ridiculous man like Donald Trump in the highest office. Not that I'm saying he's any better or worse than the last, but he's clearly here to be divisive. So many people, you can go to any social media that I have anything to do with, and you'll see these comments all the time. Well, the liberals are doing this, or the you know the conservatives are doing this, and it is completely like watching parrots just you know regurgitate the programming. And so this is a key key point, um, and it's how the censorship is working too, because no one's going to stand up for a channel that's being censored if they don't agree with them. And what they don't understand is if you allow the censorship to go on, then basically at some point, all discussions that matter go away. And so the idea of divisiveness and everything we're talking here needs to be front and center. People in the community, on the online communities, need to learn how to get together, whether they agree on topics or not. We see this shill idea brought up over and over and over. And the next time you see someone commenting about liberalism, conservatism, someone being a shill, in fact, you're watching a parrot echo programming. What do you think, Matt? I think you're exactly right. And it's really something I want to push home, especially, well, in any realm of truth, okay? If you are awake to the truth, it's your obligation to bring it forward in a calm, collective manner in a non-divisive means, okay? Every single truth out there has been slammed by censorship, controlled opposition, social engineering, pre-programming, programming, all these things, crowd persuasion, all right? Think about where you stand on an issue. Let's go back in time. Okay, let's go back in time to when Al Gore came out with his <laughs> with his documentary about global warming. All right, I remember the day that I realized global warming was a hoax, and I was so shocked that I had stuck an up for and really pushed Al Gore and his pitch. And even thinking about it when the election came and Al Gore just barely lost to George Bush, I feel like we were all played. We are all just getting divided even further, and there's, you, you, you pick a side and you stick with it. Both sides are propagandized, all right? If you've witnessed the degree to which censorship, the beast of censorship, has reared its ugly head, I've had channels, uh, YouTube channels, people are trying to help me out. They put up my movie, Frankenskies, it gets a million views, all right? And then for some reason or another, their channel is taken down, all right? People come to my channel, they say that Frankenstein only has 120, 150,000 views, and they think less of it because of the numbers. There's a psychology there. It's a ridicule psychology. It started with, well, it's been happening for probably centuries, but it started especially in modern day with the, after the CIA assassinated JFK, and this ridicule psychology of the term conspiracy theorist was coined so that everyone became divided. Every single truth space has a whole budget of trolls, of censorship, 
controlling the way we perceive the reality, all right? Even recently with the fires, no one's talking about the fact that the weather can be controlled, that aluminum oxide, a patented fire accelerant, has been sprayed on these forests for decades. These winds are being geoengineered. They can make it rain over these fires, yet all this fear-mongering around lasers and climate change and, and global warming and geoengineering as a solution is, is the only thing that's going viral. Watch what goes viral. Usually what goes viral is what they want you to perceive. Back when I was first getting into chemtrails and I was told about the difference between a contrail and a chemtrail, I was living out what they wanted me to live out, which was this division of, oh, well, if this is a contrail, that's a chemtrail. If you think that's a contrail, you're wrong. If you think this is a chemtrail, you're wrong. They were both chemicals being sprayed in the sky. What I witnessed is the short trail, which is termed a contrail, that's actually been a con this whole time. The long trail is just a different chemical. You can witness the two being mixed together. You can see videos on NASA explaining their charged aerosol release experiment, CARE, where they mix chemicals together. The planes that have nothing coming out of the back, that's normal. Those are high-bypass, turbofan, modern jet engines. It's not releasing superheated air, all right? There should be nothing coming out of the back. But we are divided, fighting over two sides that are both, both falsehoods. Okay, this is how propaganda works. One side is propagandized, the other side is propagandized. We're, 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 we're basically put in a position where we have to pick a side, and the side of division is the side where the treasonous control wants us to be on. Okay, ultimately, truth is a high vibration where once you're high enough on that, you can see all of the lies right in front of your face. But it's realizing those lies. I mean, how many people were on the side of Al Gore pushing around his film. I highly recommend the website climatechangeagenda.com. There's a bloke out of Ireland, Terry Lawton, who's on the very short list of activists in the chemtrail space who I think is not controlled. And he's, this climate change agenda is the control of humanity. Those are fantastic points. I think we differ a little on what's gone down with JFK, but it doesn't matter for the scope of this conversation. I will point out, in a way, echo what you just said, when we view what's going on in the community online, what you predominantly see is people who can't think for themselves. And so, like you said, they end up grabbing one side or the other, which is someone else's idea, which is, in fact, programming. And in a way, it's almost like until a human being realizes that they don't need to be taught by anything, they can go out and assess their world and understand things, and then you start to come in what you're referring to as a higher vibration. And you're absolutely right. There comes a point when things just don't smell right. They don't taste right. They don't, you don't have to assess them anymore. You understand them for the, for the false nature that it is. But I wanted to put that out there. How, how many times do you go to a YouTube channel and there's a comment, well, show me proof, or, or they'll ask, how, you know, what about this? What about that? And I feel like just constantly commenting, I don't, with what's the matter with you? You're a human being. Can't you assess what's being laid in front of you? Can't you come to your own conclusion? And a big part of what you're pointing out is people who just refuse to accept the fact that they have as much ability as almost any other human being around them, and they're going to rely on someone else's point of view. It's the old Democrat-Republican thing. 
You know, if you can be convinced you're red or blue, you're pretty much just parroting someone else's ideas. Because a human being is so complex that those two ridiculous ideas cannot possibly encapsulate the complexity of a human being. Sorry for interrupting you, but I just wanted to, to point out, we see this online all day long, every day. Well, it's a, it's a group psychology. They want you to question what you're thinking by seeing that other people are questioning it, not realizing that those people are likely trolls or that they are controlled in one way or another. You see it with just about everything, but can you blame them? They've been completely manipulated through the tactics of crowd persuasion, through the predictive programming, through the media and what have you. I can hardly even turn on the TV, which I don't own one, but when I do, for instance, I watched the zombie movie 28 Days Later just the other day. And this movie, you are in this state. You're on the edge of your seat the entire film. You're so tense. You're hopeful that these people don't get completely attacked and killed by zombies. And at the very end, the protagonist looks at the sky and sees a chemtrail. And that is the savior. Finally, the jet comes and there's more people alive on Earth and the military saves them, what have you. But just think about the degree to which the social engineering exists when they have a full zombie movie that is actually at the very end, once you're finally released, it's embedded in your brain forever to stick up for chemtrails, to think that chemtrails are the savior, and then all of a sudden the media comes along and says, oh, look, we're going to spray the sky. You're welcome. We're going to save you from this problem that really doesn't exist, that is actually a hoax, but you wouldn't know it because we control the way that you perceive reality. Now, Matt, this is a, a really important concept you're getting at because haven't they flipped the narrative totally from chemtrails, our complete conspiracy theory, you're a nutter, all that kind of nonsense, to we need to do this to protect you and all of us? So we could do like a whole marathon on this, all right? And this is the, the perception of the populace, how people perceive reality. And it's in this hidden in plain sight mental construct Okay, it's hidden in plain sight. And somehow people don't believe that they would be lied to right in front of their face. Okay, so if it's so obvious, then how could it be not true? For instance, when um, Elon Musk shot that convertible roadster up into space, he quoted, it looks so fake, it must be real. All right? <laughs> and the majority of the planet... We're talking billions of people. They saw the video and saw how fake it looked, but they ignored how fake it looked because it looked so fake, right? And then Elon Musk, their, their role model, their savior, they looked at him for an answer, and he says, yeah, it looks so fake, it must be real. And then they say, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then anybody who questions it is ridiculed. It's this groupthink ridicule psychology that we really need to step away from, which is, again, I come back to honoring the truth with integrity. If you have that seed of truth, it's up to you to spread it in a very calm way to your friends, your family, your peers, your neighbors, and you'll never believe what happens. If you actually are brave enough to look a stranger in the eyes and say, hey, you know about chemtrails? 
you'll never believe the outcome. You'll never believe the kind of people you attract into your life. You'll never believe the amazing changes you can make in your life, in their life, in the world at large. But we feel so powerless. We don't think that we can do anything. We think that everything, everyone else can do it for us, okay? And to go back to your point, I read a Forbes magazine article from 2017, all right? It says, geoengineering, a solution for global warming, something that we can't uh, pass up. And it has a photo of an obliterated, gridded, chemtrail sky, something that is a conspiracy that doesn't exist but they're saying that maybe they can do it to save us. Well, where did they even get the freaking photo from if it doesn't exist, right? So I, I've, I've combed through every single major media outlet, and the mind control is so deep. USA Today, New York Times, you name it, Washington Post, and they show you a picture of chemtrails, and they'll say in the article, crazy conspiracy theorists, who also think that Nibiru is going to crash into us tomorrow. You know, they like to group people with these other conspiracies to, so that people can go back to condemning them in this group psychology way of ridicule. It's this ridicule psychology so that when you bring it up, you're ridiculed by your peers. If I can say one thing that will change your life forever, listeners, who cares what your peers think? Okay, if you can get that through your head, who cares what my peers think, then you'll, you'll change your life forever because you'll, you'll find the most amazing friends and really those peers you think, who you thought would think differently of you are actually your allies and they're just waiting for you to step into the truth with them and they're so scared, but they're ready for you, you know? And the group think psychology, they want you to think that Kim Trails has never existed and that the skies that they're about to show you in the not-too-distant future are your savior, but they're going to look just like what the geoengineering, which has been ongoing for decades, has been looking like. You see how this is, a com is completely twisted, and it's only through this Bernays-induced and this Noam Chomsky manufacturing of consent-induced, this very well-thought-out, planned, socially-engineered means of controlling Billions of people just through media, just through media, whether it be the news or the television or the movie. Yeah, what, what's the quote? I can control the world. Just give me full control of television. But I wanted to point out uh, when you were talking about peers, it's a bit like the difference between a child, at least years ago, decades ago, uh, being a, a child or an adult. An adult will assess a thing and try to determine what's correct and what's not and work from there regardless of what anyone else is going to think because they've determined for themselves what they feel is correct. And this is part of the, of the group control we see. It turns everyone into a child. Oh, my God, what's, what's, what's this person going to say or think about me? Um, and so they just abandon the correctness or incorrectness of any given topic. Um, but we're getting close to the top of the hour, and when we come back, we're going to be able to more fully jump into 5G. Jason, is there anything you want to get in before we begin to wrap up here? Yes. There's a quote I'd like to throw out for hour one since it ties in directly with what Matt was just saying. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people 
from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. <laughs> Anybody know who said that? Is that an Adolf Hitler thing or something? Very close. It was Joseph Goebbels. But I think the point is made, is it not? Yeah, I was getting ready to put on my shoes and tie them in Nazis. You can always kind of detect the flavor of the day in these things. But absolutely, Jason, it's spot on. But before we do finish up at hour one, Matt, I wanted to ask you, it was years ago, you know, I was filming chemtrails long before anyone would, most people would even consider whether or not there was anything unusual going on. And I would think to myself, how in the hell can this even be, man? I, I'm, I'm in my 50s now. I can remember the 60s and the 70s. There were not lines all the way across the world all the time. I spent most of my adolescence and young adulthood outside paying attention to things like the weather. And I knew beyond anyone's ability to talk me out of it that what I was seeing was not normal. And I kept looking for a way um, beyond the video that I was shooting to try to show people. And that's when I stumbled across these engineers' reports on what actually a modern high-bypass jet engine does. And in the report from these engineers, it basically says that all modern high-bypass engines are all but incapable of leaving any kind of what would be called a contrail. Are you familiar with these ideas or these reports? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I briefly mentioned in my earlier tangent on the show about the high-bypass turbofan jet engine. But, yeah, the air coming out of the back is not heated. There should be no condensation whatsoever. But the ability to control the way that we perceive things through disinformation and misinformation, especially in the age of smartphones. There's so many different websites that, that are just random websites put up to control the way that we think. People scrolling down their timeline, they see a tidbit, they trust it, they repeat it, they repeat it some more, they don't even know where it came from, and all of a sudden it's come into the consciousness as someone's belief system. You know, I don't think that they could have gotten away with it as easy in the era prior to the information that, you know, through smart technology. If people were just sitting outside thinking for themselves and not asking their device what to think, I think there would be a different consensus. Good point. Good point. Anyhow, that does bring us near the top of the hour of episode 144. I'd like to urge everyone to show up over at crow777radio.com, which is a free speech zone. Uh, we will begin to talk about things which probably would get censored here, even though there's really uh, nothing so conspiratorial about any of it. We just talk about what we want to talk about. Fact is, if we do it in hour one, it is often censored. As a matter of fact, last episode up was censored within one minute of upload on YouTube. So the other thing I'd like to remind people about is Jason has a GoFundMe for the release of Shoot the Moon, the movie. Uh, we will put links to those on my Twitter page. Uh, Jason, jump in. Where can they find links to the GoFundMe? It's actually very easy. If you want to just do a Google search, you can type in GoFundMe and Jason Lindgren or GoFundMe and Shoot the Moon film. It'll come right up. We are currently at about $5,500, so really under the mark. We're only a little over 25% of what we need to get this film properly distributed for a spring release. So any help would be extremely appreciated. And even if it's just a matter of you reposting it, anywhere and everywhere that you touch, just to get the word out, we might get lucky and some rich dude or gal might be 
willing to help out in a way that most of us cannot. There it is, man. And from what I understand, uh, if you do that search with a Bing search engine, you might not get any returns. So um, Jason did mention using Google. Anyhow, that does bring hour one of episode 144 to a close. Hope to see you all over at crow777radio.com, where we talk about what we want, when we want, every day of the week. There it is, man. Cheers.